Hey guys, welcome back to the Feeding a Podcast. Today we have a different episode for you. We have Ahmed and Brissa from Behind the Cameras on screen. We're going to be chatting about our last weekend's experience where Ali, uh, Brissa, Ahmed and I all went onto the NAF leadership camp. Um, it was called TLO Mastery. It was a personal development camp where we learned so much about life, um, smashing goals, you know, our why, our motivation, and we met some like-minded people. So there was so much benefit that we enjoyed on that weekend, and we wanted to bring that towards you and tell you um, what we enjoyed about it. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and enjoy. I want to benefit the Ummah, inshallah, because it's just a cop out straight away. I'll Not really, though. The guy's 22 years old and he has good intentions. He has good intentions. Let's just say very specific. He says career. Uh, why do you want to um, follow that career and want to help the Ummah? You tell him why. What if the guy's 22 and doesn't know? Yeah, I want to benefit and help the Muslim brothers who are getting caught. Or why whatever. didn't you say, I want to help um, the Ummah? What did you say? Through making I videos. Very different. Okay, what, what did, did you, you say? say? I forgot. I said that uh, I wanted to benefit. Um, what was it? Let's hear this cop out. Let's go. <laughs> no, I think the issue was. I think I, I said that. Uh, what was it? My name is Ahmed Shahabi, and I am an early childhood <laughs> stu- student. I'm just trying to remember. Oh, what yeah, I said. Did, early did. childhood student, and I hope to help deaf kids to able to assimilate with other oh, children, that's good. so they can become more comfortable with around them and who they are. You know, that it's a some way, same way. It's like I'm helping, that. giving benefit to someone. You know, true. That was a good that, one. That, that is that is unique too. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone can say Ahmed. Yeah, but then it's like, like I just said, like we're still, I guess you could say, in the early stages of our life in terms of impacting like mm. the wider community. So you can give a generic answer because it is, uh, it's on the lines of that. Yeah, and also with being generic and being unique, regardless of what you say, if it's the like, for example, you have a cool <coughs> dream, like man, I want to open up a school and I want to do this, doesn't mean you're going to achieve it. So the guy that says something generic is like, oh, don't be generic, be unique. But if the generic guy achieves his goal and the unique guy doesn't, mm. it's not a big difference. The only difference is um, the statements they say. Yeah. But statements don't mean much, yeah. you know? Unless you put it into, into action and yeah. actually do it, yeah. So, and it's hard, man. you got like five minutes. Some people don't want to open up That's about true. their goals. You know, some people don't know because they're like, for example, someone that just finished law school, they were a lawyer. They might, in 10 years, they might say, I want to open 10 law practices. Yeah. But right now they don't have that dream. Yeah. It's, a, it's a process mm, Ibra and Ahmed When they were 25 And they were doing their businesses They might have never said I want to have, have a leadership camp Yeah Are you going to say Oh they're not unique Because they want to Got to trust the process Maybe I just wanted to hear Everyone's different perspective For what they want to yeah. bring yeah. Bring to the Ummah Then right into I want to help the Ummah I want to know what Specifically what part of all Do you want to do Yeah. Then I can look forward To to your service Allah. That's true Yeah. I think as well In a group of 60-70 people It's a bit hard to open up mm. If you did just your team I can people would have opened up. That's true. But I felt the same way. There was a question uh, when we were at the camp where people asked, like, um, if you could take the whole summer off and money wasn't an option, money wasn't oh, a concern, yeah, yeah. what would you want to do? And everyone just had the same answer. Was it the travel one? Yeah. Travel, yeah. See, it, it wasn't, travel wasn't even a part of the question, but that was everyone's answer. Travel, travel, travel. Mm. And I personally know travel, like, after a certain stage, you're just seeing random sites. You know, you just you're going to a new place. Obviously, there's new experiences you can have, but if you're gonna do that every single summer after the tenth summer, you're probably like, hey, you know, because that's three months. Three yeah. months is a long time. But the idea that around. everyone had the same answer, travel was like a cop out. And what is travel? A lot of time, it's seeking new experiences, growing. But sometimes it's just escaping reality. But you know, what would you do then in that case? What did you, you write? The whole summer off. I think wasn't it like a a group discussion? It was a massive one, yeah. The the team uh, the team catch up the what the travel one. No, it wasn't. It was a big one, the big discussion. It was a question um, in the booklet, just on like, I think, day two. Oh, okay, okay. It was just like a blueprint, goals, why, what Yeah, what did you write, Um, I said, because it's just like, what would you do with your summer or your summers? I said, yeah. If money wasn't... Even for me, like, for example, on the travel thing, I more would go overseas for pick one or two places to learn a skill. Because I know personally, if I went backpacking after three years, it's like, like cool Everyone Like think about Every single person That went backpacking Throughout the whole 20s They went 7 years And they're like I'm done after that Another 40 years They didn't need to Experience it anymore Yeah Who goes backpacking 40 years straight Most people don't That's true Because they're like I went to these places Rather pick up a skill Or a language In a certain place it's Like okay For example Ali wants to go to Spain He wants to learn Spanish He wants to play European handball This guy wants to go To a country Dagestan And learn um, BJJ It's like you rather Go for an intention Of not just sightseeing But you're picking up a skill 
Yeah, because I think people are, um, are too busy thinking about the initial feeling of going to a new place, and obviously, you know the feeling of traveling when, especially, you just got there. You're just super excited. I've got so many things on my list. Mm. It's a new place, new culture. I think they forget about the feeling towards the end, yeah. basically. I just didn't like that everyone on the table yeah. had the same answer. Yeah. Like it was like, uh, I'm I'm feeling like Ahmed. I want to be unique. And I just obviously in the moment you can't think, you know. So what did you have, Brisa? I think us. um, Ma was just generic man. Just travel, travel the world, yeah. and experience okay. new things. Cop out. So we haven't started that time. This is just no, has it. Has it? Uh, it's better if you give a formal intro because yeah. you guys are new and stuff. Yeah, true. Um, so just. <coughs> but um, yeah, I think just generic, bro. Just travel the world. Some guy actually said um, what, what was it? Was a question um, if you had if money wasn't an issue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some guy said, um, I'd actually make more money. I don't want to mention names, but like... But then money's not an issue though, so what's the point of it? He said, I'm I'll make the more holidays. money so that... He said something along those lines. It'd be it smart funny. if he goes, mm, if he could, if he was confident enough, he could say, I'd make more money than I have the other three um, seasons off. Sorry, 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 my bad. He said, I'll use that money to make more money. That's what he said. <laughs> Tell the guy, relax, man. <laughs> well, he's trying to like, deeper. there's no money question. Yeah. No, no one's giving you money. It's just like, it's know. literally like someone paid uh, for your thing. Maybe, you can't cash it out. Yeah. I, I think maybe it's a targeting aspect, like, because it's a summer holiday, right? Yeah. So he rather, instead of not doing anything, you probably make money, more money at that during that time because everyone's taking a holiday while he's working. Mm. I mean, from that perspective. But the whole point is to think about not money. Yeah. So, Ahmed, yeah, the question's now on you. Uh, as we spoke about on the camp and reflected, um, if on su- in summer money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing in the summer holidays each year? I was talking, so unlikely <laughs> it was me. This uh, is probably <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. We got a different man behind the camera who's yeah. going to be on the ball today. Uh, I think what I wrote down was um, I wanted to travel, but if I'm traveling to all these countries I wanted to get learn new learn new cultures and new perspectives from other people so I don't uh, I like being an open minded and try try out new things and understand new things and I did the generic I want to take my uh, my whole family hajj for the first That's time nice. wow. yeah, I think that was the two things I wrote down mm. yeah. do you think you get bored of it after like 5 years the traveling and then new experiences look the ho- there's a whole big <laughs> like a whole world so I don't think in the space of <laughs> <laughs> what, what's funny bro <laughs> it's good it's good there's a whole world there's a lot of places to go to maybe there's yeah. places that no one has ever been to so imagine for, throughout our lives if we went to every country in the world maybe some new places that we haven't discovered that we'll find you know mm. and learn I think the way so you, you discover a new country no, you, you, you discover like you, know, you never know there might be something that we haven't seen yet and uh, <laughs> we have all the holidays <laughs> 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 Okay, the only, the only way you're discovering a new place yeah. is if you get on a boat mm-hmm. and you start going, Allah Alam, where are you going? Bermuda Triangle, and then something happens. Allah <laughs> Alam, bro. Yeah, I get that, I get that. Now, you want to uh, you wanna have new experiences. You want to be unique. Yeah. Kind of if, you, uh, if you do find a new country and they don't obviously speak English, like you, for example, you want to... <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Yeah. Let's let's play this out. Okay. Ahmed, next year summer December, you're in uh, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Bah, you get on a boat. Yeah, I'm on a boat. And they say you, your mom, your dad, whatever, you're gonna go on a boat ride to another island. Yeah. yeah? And on you, two hours on the boat ride, you see another island in the far distance, and the guy says, "I've never seen this island before." Mm-hmm. Okay, so Allah Alam, he's yeah. obviously the local. He's got the experience. Now you're there, and you're like. He's like, do you guys want to go there? Because mm. he's, in, he's yeah, intrigued. He's he does intrigued. the boat ride every single day. Yeah, yeah. He's never seen this area. Yeah. What do you do in that case? Oh, I'm intrigued. I'm going to go see it as well. Okay. Khalas, you go closer. You see some... Um, Islanders or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you see some humans obviously on the island stuff. Yeah. They obviously don't speak English. They're mm. next to Mexico. Maybe they speak Spanish or Island. You start going closer. They start throwing javelins at you and the boat. Okay? Mm-hmm. Start attacking the boat. Because yeah. you know that often... Ha- yeah, that often happens and stuff. Funny, what <coughs> do you do in that case? This is you discovering a new island. Okay, they, they stop throwing javelins and they start welcoming you in. Here, talk to me about what happens on this island when you go discover a new island. So, so they start welcoming you in after we had a you know understa- under understanding that we're not uh, what do you call it, enemies, we're friendlies, want to come to the island. 
I think they will just welcome us to culture and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like you've seen those docu- <laughs> like, 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 wait, you've seen the documentaries, right? Like you know how like uh, in the uh, in South America, I think the Amazon forest when they whenever there's like new people coming into the uh, territory, mm-hmm. they're welcoming, trying to teach them. You know, there's uh, I don't know if you seen the documentary. I haven't videos, seen. I haven't seen them now. But um, it, yeah. they they welcome they welcome them and tell them show them their culture. Even though they don't, don't understand each other, they're showing each other by what what things they have and what they do. They want them to participate. You know that kind of stuff. I think it'll be that kind of aspect. Like. So you actually wouldn't get sick of travelling? No. Because I know I would, bro. I'd eventually get sick and want to come back to Australia. Mm. When I came back from overseas, I was like, bro, I came back here for the first two weeks when I came back from overseas, I was like, bro, I want to go back out again. I think three months wasn't enough for me. Mm. You know? I think that's for me, I guess. I think it depends because like for me, personally, um, I would travel as well, but like I wouldn't just like (coughs) hop to different countries. What I'll do is probably just stay in one country for like three years. Three years. That's like one summer. The question is, oh, okay. You can do that. Like, say you ideally want to stay like the whole summer in one place. Yeah. Three months is pretty good. I'd probably go to like a deserted island, bro. Somewhere like in Malaysia or to the island that Ahmed's at. The island that Ahmed's Somewhere like Malaysia or even somewhere in the southern America, bro. It's amazing, Allah. Like so, you want like a beach island, like just like more seclusion, somewhere secluded. What um, would you want this seclusion for? Like, you're gonna go spend ninety days of your summer in this secluded island, you know, of Malaysia or something. What do you want to do there? I think it's just like uh, to take a break from living in the like the western side of the the world and like probably just being in a different environment, like learning the culture there and just trying to see how life's different compared to us living around a city. And you know, you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, just try something yeah. different. Yeah, look, it would be a thing where like it's a new experience, you know, one summer, two summers, but then maybe you eventually get bored, you know. Eventually, yeah, it, it is a tough thing. Yeah, but I like you're away from electronics, away from social media. Yeah. True. I think it's, it's a nice break. Live a different I think life. It's a good, like good enough downtime from the western connected to the western world or mm-hmm. so, like society in general, where you have your time for yourself and time to reflect for a whole month in a different place, mm-hmm. where you're not bothered with, like actual on your phone or anything. I think it would be good for everyone. To be yeah. able to do that. I think personally speaking, it would be a thing where people would have goals, you know, like to go to a deserted island and then go have that seclusion. And then in two, three years, you'd want a different thing to spend your summer. It's like you're going to pick one thing for each summer. Like the question mm. wasn't, um, what would you do every summer for the rest of your life if money wasn't an option? Because then you'd have to pick the same thing. It's rather, what would you do this summer or the next, yeah. like, you know? So that's understandable that you guys would want something different to learn new experiences and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, would you do? Well, most, or where would you go? Well, most people were saying when we were at the camp, and obviously, like your group was discussing this. Well, most people kind of saying the same answers. Like, yeah. is everyone kind of saying, you know, everyone in the because obviously the camp was for people twenty one plus. Uh, were all these twenty year olds kind of saying, I want to go travel and explore. Yeah, everyone had the same generic answer, man. To be honest, because um, it's like we're just in this same same thing, uh, same process of life, doing the same thing. Um, and yeah, if money's not an issue, then why not travel the world? Yeah. And everyone just wants to taste something different, I guess. Mm. So everyone just had the same answer. And I, I get I get the concept of traveling can be like taking a break, escaping your reality. But then to do it for a long time really takes you out of, you know, your routine or whatever you're doing. So you do kind of get sick of that. So I think, yeah, it just depends on the person. Because f- first of all, my group didn't even go through it. So I've got no idea the rest of my group, Yeah, the answers and that. But then, like, for example, my one was kind of similar to you guys. Dot points in traveling, learning a language. But then I feel like once I do that, like I have done it, but then once I maybe do it another time, then that might be the last time I'm actually interested in doing that. It's like, oh, khalas. Done it once or twice, and it could be something completely new. But if you think about it, like, besides traveling, what else would you be doing if money wasn't an issue? Like yeah. it's, a, it's a good I'd question Me to personally, ask, you know? it'd be learning a skill. Regardless skill. of whether it is, because for example, now um, you s- you spend forty hours of energy, full time work plus commuting, and then you have all this um, additional stress. But if you had ninety days free, there's so many skills I could learn here. Like for example, I started picking up archery. It's like I'd literally be able to spend as much time as I want in that endeavor. So that's more of what it is. Like uh, you could learn certain skills overseas, you could learn th- things here, but you have to strive for like a passion. Or something that keeps you going, you know, on your toes. So it's more like picking up something, picking up a hobby. That I'd say, you know. Yeah. 
I agree. Mm. I agree. But then I, fi- I find it rare these days. Like, even though, you know, we say if money was an issue, then we'll try it. We wouldn't try it if we do have money, uh, like p- bills to pay, things yeah. to like worry about more responsibilities. I feel like these days that's pretty rare to try new things. Well, so I, I, like, I like the idea that they got us thinking about it. Sure. Because that question, if they didn't have that question, we wouldn't think like that. We wouldn't mm. think, oh, because I reckon there's a lot of people that wrote down the answer and then they realized, oh, actually, I would actually like spending my time like this and that on the weekends, for example. I should go try this. Because mm. not everyone thinks in that aspect. Maybe they're too busy thinking yeah. about like more money, for example. I've seen it the most with work when I started working full time. Everyone that talks about annual leave, annual leave is pretty much only worth it if you go travel. Yeah. Like imagine someone goes, I'm taking four weeks annual leave and I'm just going to stay here. Like people would say, like, that's, that's just a waste, there. you know? It sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to pick up a skill. But that's literally like what this is like. The only, if you have freedom, they'll automatically, the freedom with money, without money being a problem, which is annual leave. People just think, obviously, travel is the only answer, mm. which is the best, like, bang for your buck kind of thing. Like, you have mm. the most experiences. It's like here, if I picked up a hobby like archery, I'd do, for example, one hour a day. But if I go live in France for three months, 24 hours is something unique. Mm. So it's the best bang for your buck. It's the most different from here. You feel like it's worth it. It's completely understandable. Mm. Um, but it's obviously a good thing to, um, what's it called? Brainstorm about because you learn more about yourself, your aspirations, yeah, definitely. stuff like that. Yeah. Which yeah. Is very good. I kind of resonate with that because my last three leaves that I've taken were like two to three weeks. And I'm like, the last three leaves I've actually traveled the world. Like I've just traveled this Melbourne and I feel like, that question kind of really reflected back on like the way I see it. Um, I feel like if I do take leave from now on, I think I should just probably just stay in Melbourne and try different things, pick up a new skill, um, get into it, like gradually get a new habit going, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Get a good lifestyle going. But like, yeah, I think because the moment you come back from your trip, yeah, or your, your overseas, you come back, it's like, damn, back into the same same thing, you know? Yeah, it's like straight away, right? Back like into you don't eight, get much four, of a break. Five, yeah. It's like, did you really have a break? Yeah, in Australia, you technically didn't have a break. Because as soon as your annual leave goes, you fly off and you come back and you have like a day rest. So you didn't get a break here. And that's that's a big difference because you want to have a healthy relationship with your habits. And even if you, for example, have two weeks annual leave and you use it here and you pick up a skill, most likely you'd stick to it after because you might build that love for BJJ, archery, painting, whatever it Mm. is. You do it for two weeks, you'd love it. And like, now I have to do at least two days a week because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah, but it does feel like a waste, man. Like yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, like I'm gonna take a leave in December, mm-hmm. inshallah, and I'm not planning to travel. I was initially planning to travel, but I'm like, you know what? Let me just spend three weeks, just spend spend it here, spend time with my family, catch up with friends I haven't seen in a long time, yeah. uh, pick up a new habit, um, and yeah, just probably do things that I love, um, pick up a new hobby as well, um, go hiking, do things that I enjoy. Probably hiking even, sounds mad. Yeah, yeah, and if I still feel that feeling of traveling, then I'll probably just go like interstate for like a few days. Back. Yeah, it's not too long. Okay. Yeah, I get that. And it'll probably feel like a proper leave rather than just going overseas. More refreshing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At the leadership retreat, was there any other topics or questions that you guys made you think? Either like, oh, I don't want to have the same answers as everyone else. Or, hey, I've never asked myself these questions. These are interesting. Because, you know, obviously we went through three days of personal development content. There was lots of things that made you like, you know, what mm. stood out to you guys? I wish I was in your guys' group, man. But all the <laughs> separate <laughs> groups, yeah. They did on purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's tough. Um, it was very strange at the start when they wanted us to write our own in, uh, skills and values, because I guess you might think of it randomly at times or like random days, but to actually acknowledge and write down your own skills and values, it's no, not values, sorry, skills. Like to, it's you feel like bragging in a way. What did you write as your skills? Um, open-minded. Um, compassionate and isn't that like an yeah. attribute that's the hard thing like with, yeah. the, with an attribute and then a skill it's very similar yeah, it's like but then know. even in general the concept of writing the things you're good at or there was even another question about what are you an expert in yeah like that it's like whoa I've never even considered answering questions on mm-hmm. the on the lines of that because it comes across like automatically I think straight away like oh isn't that a bit arrogant to think about yourself I'm an expert in this I'm an expert in that this is apart from your field. This mm. is skills-wise. But then it's it's actually great because I saw one of the kids was struggling in my group um, thinking about his own skills. And then when one of the leaders came to help him, he literally changed it all up, which made it a lot easier. He said, 
basically ask the, the your whole group your whole group even though they've known you for 24 hours as of now what do they like about you and then he asked maybe two three other people straight away he got he like which skills is that because it can be creeping up in your mind but then you're not going to acknowledge it as much as someone else does mm. and someone notices exactly what you're really good at and that kind of solidifies it because not everyone gets to hear what they're good at and it's not confirmed that would have been actually a good yeah. if the people around you kind of tell you that because then you can kind of reaffirm it or then understand <coughs> how people perceive you. Mm. Damn. Yeah, it's <coughs> it's like two things. Um, It's either one one is like you're boasting about yeah. your skills yeah, and what you're good way, at, yeah. you know, or the other thing is like you'd rather keep things these things to yourself. You don't, you don't want to say too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, like you said, we had that moment where we can try and s- like what was your first impression on someone else? People were full saying... Man, you're charming, you're <laughs> charismatic, <laughs> and yeah. charismatic, outspoken, easy to get along with. I'm like, bro, come on, man. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, how strange <laughs> does it feel? Yeah, I know. But um, I feel like that exercise was really good, man, because you've got that opportunity to like really um, delve into skills and all yeah, that. I think yeah. also, like, I think when we did the graph, we had like your cr- work career, the life your gap. time, your life gap. Yeah. yeah, I think that really, I took away from that. Because mm. it tells you, like, it tells wants you to graph how much you've done, like how how content you are, and uh, and how much you've done on the like, what mostly you've done and what what you need to work on, right? Mm. So when I was just looking at it like physical, like writing, I'm just mm. highlighting it yeah. to where it is. The life gap where it's like there's seven or eight different areas, like yeah. health, finances, career, family, um, mental health, and finance, and time, time. Yeah, finance, time, like all these different areas, and then you kind of have to. Um, grade yourself with um, how good you are in certain areas, it's like 30, 40, 50, 80 percent in your health, physical body, and all that stuff. I think so. That was good for you. Yeah, it was good for me because I had to be honest with myself. Like, am I coming on this retreat to just hang out with friends or actually reflect and f- focus on what I w- what I do next in in my pathway? And when I did that graph, I was really un- astonished. Like how much? Wow. What did you, if you don't mind, like what did you give us? Like averages, like were they in thirty to sixty, higher seventies? I in think what? if I can tell you guys, I think more my ones more like physical and health was like I would say seventy, sixty percent. Like I'm happy, like you know, going soccer, working at the gym. Like I've, it's more what I've, I was doing the past True. three years, right? And working career, I'm focused on my studies. Alhamdulillah, like I'm, I'm stuck on that, and obviously going to work. I think for me it was time and finance. Those are two things I need to f- focus on. Time, I have a habit of wasting time. I'm not focusing to things that I need to that will improve m- like my, my future, what I wanted to work on, uh, that will push me to the next step. And finance, I think it's just for me, obviously, alhamdulillah, I'm working, but I feel like when I see when you see everyone taking big leaps, like they financially improved, it makes you feel like uh, I'm not really saving, I'm not improving Who's myself. Who's taking these big leaps in financial? Because, like, for example, none of, like, we're your closest friends. Yeah, yeah? closest friends. None of us have bought a car recently. Mm. None of us have invested in a house. Mm. We've some, none of us have bought a camera. Um, None of us have bought a new laptop. So, like, open up, like, what is the, like, the finances? Is it us starting full-time jobs? Is yeah, I think, like, you guys starting full-time jobs and working. Yeah. Like, for example, I'll say me, like, you, we're the same age, right? True. You're on a different wavelength to me, to where I am, right? Alhamdulillah. You know, you, you got a full-time job. I'm still studying, you know what I mean? And we're still at the same age and stuff. That that makes you mm. think in perspective. I need to yeah. actually take control of things to take the next step. I, I get that. Look, it's we go indoor soccer with yeah. a lot of boys that are our age. A lot of them are buying dollars $40,000 cars. I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them might be investing in a property soon. I can't afford that. Mm. It's, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to look at. I understand that. You know, especially like me, I'm working full-time. But even full-time work, there's certain jobs with a lot of progression. And there's certain jobs that are capped. Yep. You know, you might look at it and say, okay, you know, I work, I'm studying now, for example, the next two years. But after two years, you're going to start your job that you're yeah. actually passionate about. Yeah. True? I think I have that mindset where I want to stop my career. Just I want to just start working so I can get the money. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, that. yeah. That's the thing. When yeah. you see everyone around, you're working full time mm-hmm. and getting all these things. They're buying new cars or buying new stuff that, sure, I could have done that. He's doing an easy ass job yeah. while I'm still studying. It makes mm-hmm. you like, halas, I want to do what you want to do so I can get started, right? Sure. But alhamdulillah, like I wanted to, I need to stick to what I'm passionate about and, yeah. and something that's actually going benefit to benefit the world and for myself as well, not just for myself. Because mm. yeah. at the end of the day, you need to be a benefit for everyone 
enough just for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me finish on that topic just on finance because one thing you might have did is physical, you spoke about yourself. Time, you spoke about yourself. Finances, you might have compared yourself to other people. Yeah. So that's where the your analysis is an internal analysis. So maybe with finances, Allah Alam, I, I don't know your finance situation, but it could be a thing where you look internally and say, okay, my goal is, for example, I want to make $500 a week and I want to save X amount for this and that. But if you compare yourself to other people, it's very difficult because, yeah. you know? I think that's that's why in that gra- graph where you had, you know, at the end of the, um, the last day when we were writing like the, the gap, and analyzing the yeah, gap, how I can gap. improve those yeah, areas. So I, I wrote in the finances that, like, uh, like being motivated, like not being motivated. So, like seeing other people, like spending and how I'm spending when I'm like hurting myself, right? And then, like, how do I improve that? I said I have to like start saving, making wise choices that actually benefit me for the next step. Like, you know, it's like start, start saving mm. and start investing in some things that will actually help me to, um, towards my career, towards my goal. And that gap where, like, the, what's the problem that you're thinking of much? And the uh, what's the solution you got to do? And alhamdulillah, like, I think when we come back, I was just like, yeah, I need to start doing this and this and that. Inshallah, like, it works on mm. forward, inshallah. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. honestly, bro, we can help you with the finance stuff. Mm-hmm. Time management, uh, Allah alam, we can try to help you. But with the finance stuff, I've read, like, obviously, some of these books behind us on finance. Yeah. I can try to help you out, bro. Okay, inshallah. Because that's, that's the point of what we learn on the re- leadership retreat. It's like, the people around you might have certain areas, like finance, where mine might have been 70%. Not because of my salary, but because of my fan- financial management and me being content with it. Mm. And you might be like, your salary is fine, but then your financial management's poor. Yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, the pur- purpose is for um, me to help you out. And then yeah. you have health, good. And then Bruce might say, hey, you need some advice. And then yeah. you help him out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like with Ahmed's situation, it's more like um, the social pressure. Like, for example, I'm working full-time. Ali might be working part-time. <coughs> you might be working full-time as well. Um, Ahmed's studying, so it's like... All right, while everyone else is uh, uh, traveling the world, people are buying a new car, like you said, um, it's like you tend to forget your life and your situation. Everyone's different. You know, some people are still studying, some people are working full-time. So I feel like in your situation, it's just like don't stress too much mm. about other people and just, just do what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. And then once you finish, uh, once you graduate, you can get into a full-time job. Yeah, and of course, yeah. You know sure what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah, everyone's different, I guess. Bro, like I, I just, I finished my university degree, what, a few months ago. I'm 26 years old. The amount of thoughts I had like that, where it's like you go through university years, it's like, man, I could be making so much money now. Like, I want to, maybe I should defer for like a few months. Is it even worth it? You, you know, you get these doubts because you want the person, you want the short-term benefits, basically. Yeah. Like financial benefits. But then, it's just really buying the time, understanding what why you're doing everything, why you're doing your degree or whatever yeah. other course you have, yeah. basically. It's I hard. It, it, yeah, it is it's hard. You have, it's hard. We have yeah. our moments. But then, yeah, it's basically yeah. just looking at I the bigger it, picture. I th- for me, like, it's, alhamdulillah, I still have that passion that really stuck to me that I haven't let go yet. Like like I said, I want to benefit helping children and, and, and supporting them in any way I can. In the akhirah, when I... When Allah asks me what you've done with your time or done with your life, and I can show him the what I've done. Mm. And, you know, I'm getting hassanat because children are still le- they learn something from what they were ki- taught by me. You know yeah, I mean? that mm. kind of thing, that continuation kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. Were well, you guys the same with um, your life gap when you analyze uh, analyzed areas you need to improve on? What stood um, out to you? The, well, the life gap, I think I've definitely thought about it in the past, but then actually writing down. You know the score out of a hundred percent, and look looking at it face like face on, and being honest with myself is really one or two things were a bit tough mm. because I guess everyone's perception is a bit different as well in terms maybe someone financially are happy with their even though maybe they could aspire more but that's like alhamdulillah they're content. That's one example, or even time is a big subjective one. Um, I I was a bit like. I can really push myself because I really gave it time to reflect on, for example, like physical body, um, relationships, time. I did put it a bit lower because I know I can actually push to make it better, make time for my relationships, like friends, hanging out more often or even fitness-wise. So it is really about acknowledging what sort of level you know you can get to and how much you want to... like. <coughs> How much you really want to push to get to that level, basically. Was any of your things like 75, 80 plus? I didn't do 70 on purpose. You didn't do 70? Like seven. Uh, yeah. Because I feel like it's such a safe 
answer like we've yeah. spoken about. So I really did six or eight, and that was even tough because it's like eight's going to sound like I'm very con- very content with where I'm at, which I don't know if there's any aspects really. Was Unless, there any? Or maybe career because alhamdulillah, I've taken the next chapter now where it's like I finished my degree, I'm working in the job I've actually been uh, looking for. So I'll just, I said eight for that. Apart from that, I'm not too sure. It could be um, maybe a time thing where because, well, alhamdulillah, my job, I only work till the whole time. So like time is in my hands. I do have the advantage. So I think those are the only two. And then the others I really wrote maybe 65, the most. One question I had was, um, and I asked the boys on my table as well on the weekend, um, you know how we had to, obviously after the analysis at the bottom, you write um, what percentage you want to be at. Um, the question I had was, could you really be 100%? Yeah. Like, for example, for body, yeah, like we all have our own goals and everything. But like, to say you go from like weighing 120 kilos to like 70, yeah, are you like, are you 100% happy with where you're at? Like, because once you get, once you become skinny, it's like, all right, shit, I don't, all right, shit, I don't have like abs or I don't have muscles on me now. I'm just skinny, you know? I think like, that would could be... Could you be 100%? I think it won't be 100%. It'd be more like 70%, but I'm working on the next step of what I wanted to work on. Because yeah. you've completed that goal and then you have an, okay, halas, new goal. I want to get abs. So you start working on that. Maybe mm. you're content of... You finish when you, con- you only know when you're content when you finish your goal, right? Mm. And then you find another goal that'll make you more... Like, is it continu- like a cycle thing, mm. you know? I think that's how you yeah. supposed to look at it. I get that. It. Like, there's always going to be another goal. Yeah. But you can still be... 100% or close to it by being the best version of Brisa. So you personally like the only thing is you want you don't want to have a mindset where it's like you know you achieved your goals like oh there's another goal right after. Hang on a sec. You guys are not subscribed. I think you guys before you start the video make sure you subscribe, turn on the notification bell, and enjoy the rest of the video. You want to still be proud because that's one of the things they talked about with celebrating wins. You know, we have to celebrate what we've achieved. So it's more like if you believe you can never be 100, then you'll say like I'll never be content You know And Allah Alam Like you have for example Personal goals in the gym Like for example Certain lifts you want to hit um, Certain physique If you achieve those goals You want to be able to say Alhamdulillah I'm at my physical peak mm-hmm. And maybe the difference Between 95 and 100 Is hard to judge But you don't want to think um, It's impossible to be The best version of yourself Because 100% isn't the, Like the best person in the world It's the best version of Barisa Or Ali or Ahmed Yeah so that's Perception. more like, like for example, you say finances. Oh, my finance will never be hundred percent because I have five million. It needs to be ten. Yeah. But if you have a house paid off, you know your income, money isn't an issue. You can do, travel when you want. It's like say hundred percent because it's not a concern for you. And the same with your physical or your time. If you're in control of your time, it's like these things you should like aim to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Like some people writing eighty percent is my goal. It's like shoot for the stars, man. What did you do for physical body for aspi- aspiring to physical body? Um. <laughs> Um, as in like where I want to be at, yeah. I put ninety percent. Yeah, because like of that. that thought that I had in the moment, I'm like I can never be perfect. But then I shouldn't have that mentality as well, because mm. um, what is the definition of the definition of perfect? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it's just more about like being the best version of myself, and just working hard towards it. Yeah, so I think it's also can help you as a motivation factor that I'm gonna be the best version of myself. I'm gonna work hard. It, you know, it's like eighty percent. I didn't hit that eighty percent. You know, it keeps you thinking. So yeah, that could help as well. I think writing down the percentages and what we want to get to in these aspects is powerful because maybe it's something we've never written down. It's something, oh, it's nice. Like um, maybe I'll get there in the future. I don't know. But then you're writing it down. You're looking at it, and then underneath, it's it's um, they told us to write the actions towards it. I didn't get to write all actions, but then in terms of getting the opportunity to write down the actions to get towards it, really makes you start to think about these things in your mind becoming curious and actually that's where the belief starts it's like when they said saying and thinking of something is completely different to actually writing it down yeah because like you're actually held accountable or like you're in that thought of actually doing it Mm -hmm. i think some areas are just like they're hard to have a metric on it like for example you say physical and you're like i want to be 10 percent body fat and lift these certain lifts and run a you know kilometer in two minutes and a half or three minutes, whatever it is. It's like, then there's metrics like, okay, now I'll be at 100% when I can do this. Relationships, how do you judge that? Oh, me and my friends are doing well at the moment. You know, so it's like, it's hard, like literally, okay, friends, family, spouse, kids, grandparents, whatever it is. It's like, okay, how do I judge these relationships? It's like, is it because I spend one, t- one, w- one day a week with each of them? 
But what if they're crap relationships because like you don't, it's not quality time. Mm. So some things are a bit hard. And even on the time factor, that's what was, that was my lowest. I feel like sometimes we're hard on ourselves. Like during tw- 24 hour day, I wasted two hours on Instagram. You know, like the, and it's like, oh, I had a, I was unproductive because of that two hours I could have spent memorizing more Quran or doing Arabic. But it's like, if in those other 22 hours, you know, you're actually productive and you achieved what you wanted in the day, alhamdulillah, you deserve guilt-free time. But with time, obviously it's the most valuable thing. Sometimes we're a bit hard on ourselves. Like, oh, well, you just wasted 30 minutes on Instagram. But sometimes, like, you know, if you've achieved, if you've achieved what you wanted, obviously you can still do more. But you deserve time to as leisure. And if you, your leisure is scrolling Instagram, good for you. If someone else is playing sports, watching a movie, you deserve this um, guilt-free time. Um, especially if after you've done, if, if you've been productive. But sometimes we're a bit hard on ourselves with these yeah, for sure. um, hard metrics to judge. And what it does is it opens up doors for other other aspects of your life. Like for example, if you fix your time, you'll be able to like be able to pick up a hobby or a like a new routine. If you get me. Um, or you get time to go gym, you know what I mean? So I think if you crack down on every single one of those dot points or um, topics and it just works uh, works along with each other. Mm. Yeah, I definitely believe I definitely believe how you do one thing is how you do everything, really. If if you're focusing on one aspect and you're really pushing towards the goal that you set yourself, or at least along the lines of those goals, then you start to have more self-belief in those other aspects and you start to push more. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts from, really. Yeah. Okay, boys. What's um, obviously we all came back from the leadership camp over the weekend. What's your number one takeaway? Because a lot of people haven't heard of a leadership camp before. Obviously, you know we um, it was a first time for all of us. You know, we didn't really know a lot of people going on it, and it's not a common thing. Like I haven't heard of um, leadership retreats, personal development retreats for people in their twenties. Like, you know, that's just not what I'm heard. Maybe other communities do have something similar, but I've never heard of it. It was in a first experience for me and all of us. So what's like your number one takeaway, you know, or thing like, even the the, fun, the funnest thing about it, like maybe it was the dodgeball that we did or some of the activities, like honestly, some of the activities was just banter. Was it the friendship, people? For me, it's always been the connections. I always love attending these type of um, events and camps um, because of the brotherhood that you build with others. Um, it's just amazing, man. You get to meet new people, um, and with this special, uh, with this retreat uh, specifically, um, just having that opportunity to be around like-minded people, um, to really work on yourself, to actually brainstorm, um, like things about yourself. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, what I really liked about it was the fact that, and what I got out of it the most was the fact that I have so much potential, and like I wasn't thinking like that beforehand but after this weekend after the weekend i'm like whoa like what happened was here <laughs> sunday night yeah man sunday night we got home <laughs> <Firmer. laughs> so i used to have fun in the past but it's like all right we came back I, I got home on the sunday night and i sat down on my bed and i'm like damn what's wrong with me man i was just sad for some sec- uh, for some reason and i was thinking i'm like do i miss the people do i miss the routine do i miss the fact that i was away from home what, what is it and then I'm like, damn, maybe 20% was missing the boys, the brotherhood, all the new boys that I met, you know what I mean? But then the other 80% was the fact that, like, I had to attend an event or be around other people to tell me that you have so much potential within yourself. Like, why couldn't I figure that out on my own? You get me? But um, it kind of really worked me up, man. I was really, I, I was kind of disappointed in myself because... Um, I, I know I have so much potential. I can do so much things, so, so many more things out there. You know what I mean? But um, but then at the same time, it's a positive because you're supposed to be um, around these type of people and you're supposed to go to these type of events so that you can um, figure that out. You know what I mean? Mm. So mm. now I know what to do, man. Just got to improve on myself. Definitely Dream big. Self-improvement, man. Dream big. Yeah. You like when I did that to you on the camp? Huh? Well, you're dream burning big. a bit. What, remember what? when you were saying you some of the dreams? I'm like, dream big. No, no, it was good. Even when you, um, like the fact that I've never gone a whole weekend without touching my phone once, yeah? Like, don't get me wrong, I touch my phone here and there just to check the time, but like, well, the, the I was Arsenal shocked. transfer news, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say it, Cap. Sorry about that, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's got gas <laughs> off Declan Rice, yeah? For the viewers, um, yeah, we were sitting at the table um, having breakfast. And I was on my phone while everyone else was talking, yeah. And don't don't get me wrong, the internet wasn't working at all, yeah. The network was bad, and I was just gassed by the signings, man. I'm like, yeah, Christ, finally, I'm announced. And Ashraf was like, 
bro, get off your phone, man. <laughs> yeah, put you on the <laughs> spot. He was, he was right. Yeah, no, I got bro. upset for a second. I'm like, bro, who are you to tell me to get off my phone? <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, wait a second. You know, you're supposed to live in the moment, yeah. spend the time with the boys, you know. And yeah, and it hit me later, man. And I was shocked at the fact that like I didn't really use my phone on the whole trip. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Which is I really, think it's really good, good man. Yeah, I think it's good to hold it, hold each other accountable because you're here for a reason. Mm. You're supposed to be away from that world and focus on yourself. And uh, that's what I did for myself. I tried to tried my best not to be on my phone, unless I have to be. You know. Um, How was it for you? Because you had your ankle as well. Uh, yeah. You were a bit limited in some activities, and obviously it's on, it's lingering in your mind all day as well. Honestly. <laughs> Like this guy, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, there's w- uh, the only bathrooms is in the cabins. It's on the other side. This guy's like, bro, I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Like, it's going to take <laughs> you forever that, to get there, bro. That walk, I'm telling you. Right so now, little things like that. We're playing dodgeball, eh? This guy's on one foot. This yeah. guy's li- doing somersaults and jumping and doing this. I'm like, <laughs> bro, what's wrong with this guy? Killed to it. the point where he was like one of the last two people on his team. Yeah, that was that, crazy. I had, to pull, I had to pull for my team. I think for me, alhamdulillah, um... <laughs> oh, so I, I had a soccer injury uh, for, And that was a month ago that happened um, It was a very unique injury I don't know how I haven't recovered from it And it's, I'm still recovering from it Ankle fracture It's an ankle sprain I don't know, the swelling's still there That's all there is to know about it Alhamdulillah, it's, it's going to get better soon Inshallah. Um, so for a month, I would say For the first two weeks, I was bedridden yeah. right? So I'm Like I said to myself, let me This uh, this weeks that I'm spending by myself in my room, I need to learn something. But honestly, I didn't do it. I, I just started watching shows. I was just gaming. And then after the first two weeks, I started, you know, trying to start walking on it. Mm. I think once I started able to um, press my foot on the ground, I was like, okay, let me just work on my recovery. So I started walking around the house, going up to up and down the stairs and stuff. And your, your mom, I'm to Fahana, she sent me a message, are you going to come to the camp? I try to make a lot of excuses. I'm injured. I haven't worked. I can't yeah. afford the ticket or whatnot. She's like, no, you're coming to this camp because I want you to benefit from it. And it's the only time you're going to be with your friends, right? Little did we know, I'm not spending time with any of you guys anyway in the, on the camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different teams. <laughs> but we spent like most meals together. Yeah, but when, when we could. Like it was cute. Ma- majority yeah. of the time, you know? Yeah. But, so and we got told off a couple of times, stop sitting together. <laughs> I was like, man, I, I miss my boys, man. He's oh, like, you might as well get microphones now. That's what he said to us. <laughs> nah. Yeah, didn't you? Oh, didn't uh, Don't good. get me wrong. I loved all the boys there, but like when I was getting breakfast and you guys were at the back, I was like just standing there waiting. Because <laughs> if there, I sit down. There was a time, I remember. Yeah. Like you had your food. And I'm walking with my plate towards, <laughs> and I see this guy just staring at me with his food. Like, what do you want? <laughs> it's like if I sit down, then randoms will come and sit next yeah. to me. Don't get me wrong, but I love all the boys there. I love yeah. them, yeah. But we like wanted to have the chats and stuff, yeah, just for yeah, the chat, the, the banter. Yeah. You know? That's good, alhamdulillah. So, I, I decided to like not make this injury an excuse and come on this retreat and actually learn something because I might benefit something. Yeah. And pr- like I thought it's gonna be a lot of activities, like we have to move around and do all that stuff. But alhamdulillah, it wasn't actually. It was a more of a balanced thing, fifty-fifty. So when I went on this retreat, um, alhamdulillah, I think one of the best retreats, oh, one, of, one of my first, and I actually liked the retreat. I actually took a lot of takeaways from it. Alhamdulillah. And subhanAllah, th- the biggest takeaway is that I, I was able to leave a message to other people. And the reason for that, because I was in the um, the cabins after the dodgeball game. And then um, Ibo came running into the to the cabin. Ali was there, yeah. And um, she so he started giving a speech to the boys that were in the cabin, like why we're we playing dodgeball, like it's part of a life, you know. Um, I forgot what was it. What was yeah. It so there? basically, he's he came. Look, first of all, his team beat my team, and that's half the boys in the cabin. So we thought he was going to come in just like giving it to yeah, us, yeah. but he was very serious. He said, talking about dodgeball, like you can learn a lot from dodgeball, and like in terms of life, never giving up. There's people that are going to cheat. Um, you know, you not not life. follow the rules. You only got one life, basically, or yeah. else you're out. That's it. Yeah. And then he basically said that like a lot of you were complaining, you weren't even trying as hard. And then at the same time, there's Ahmed with an injury. He's got an ankle injury, and to be honest, he did better than most of you guys. That's what he said. He's like, I'm I'm actually scared if he wasn't injured, how well he will play. Yeah. And I commend like, him for that, man. And yeah, honestly, yeah, and you have to, and alhamdulillah, he did because you have to. Give credit when credit where credit's due, yeah. and then he basically said to everyone, "If I was to go to war, I'll only go with Ahmed and none of you." 
Yeah, because I just want to say, if just in case you miss it, yeah, because even the boys, he's he's leader and also one of the other like emirs, like in organizers, said to said to him, "Are you sure you want to play? Like, it's at your own risk. Are you sure? We know the type of injury you have. It's like, no, I'm playing. Basically, he just kept pushing. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Honestly, for me, I think. Like, if I'm going to be in a team, I need to do my part, that kind of thing. I don't want to be the last man hanging behind that. I haven't done anything. Like, I'm trying, you know. However I can, I'll try, you know. And um, when Ibo praised me, honestly, it's like the high praise and the ego stroke that, that happened there. Everyone cheering for me. For me. And when he said, um, what did he say? Like, subhanAllah, Allah has given us a sign when Ahmed joined, joined his retreat. He gave us a sign. He said that he... An injured person coming in to take his own risk to actually participate in activities and not give up. I let, I thought that was a sign for me. Mm. When he said that, I was like, Subhanallah! I was actually like, I gave a message to everyone, even like without even me giving a message. You know, Goosebumps, just for, yeah. just me, yeah, just yeah. me being there, help people to motivate. Yeah, and um, yeah, that, that I think that was the biggest like the moment that I had after that dodgeball uh, competition. Honestly, and honestly, what I like. So that's a perfect example of how the camp actually you benefit so much because there's so many times I feel like, for example, someone won't acknowledge you in a situation where you should be acknowledged and you should be complimented for what you're doing, how courageous you are, whatever it is, that you're doing the right thing. And at this camp, I really felt people were acknowledging when you deserved it. And that's yeah. what some people actually need more than others. Yeah. And that's why I really feel that's where you can, you're able to take the next step Basically, in terms of believing in yourself, you know, setting out your goals and wanting achieving that because you got backing, you got people that actually support you, they respect you in certain values that you have, which honestly goes a long way. Goes a long way. Sometimes in everyday life we don't get it, um, the uh, words of praise, and sometimes we do we're a lot of very hard working. We do a lot of things right, but at home it's just the normal thing, and at work it's it's expected. But when you go to a camp or when you go to a new environment, and someone goes, "Hey, like you know, you're really really helpful." Like around cleaning, like you know when we do clean up and stuff, it's like you know, like thank you so much. Honestly, like you do stuff and no one has to ask you. Then they're like, you feel good about it, yeah. You know, because your mom's not gonna say it every single t- time when you do the dishes. So it's a nice feeling that it's like okay, boom, you know. And you're getting it from different people, not the same True. people that say it to yeah. you. Like you guys, obviously, you guys say, oh, Ahmed, I love your work. You work on the edit. Please fix this up. Da 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 da. That's that's a normal compliment and normal advice that I get. But over there at the camp, yeah, it's, it's like a things yeah, out of your comfort zone that you do. They give you compliments that you don't usually get. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was that was a good thing yeah. as well. It was like just constant encouragement and just happy vibes. Yeah, yeah, pure yeah. love for each other. Really, mm. <coughs> well, for you, Asha, what was the biggest takeaway? Uh, well, I think the the brotherhood was the ma- one main thing. You know, because I even spoke with one of the brothers. Um, I think it was not, uh, I was later on in the day. You know, when we were playing. Um, the game where we had to grab the tennis balls mm. and stuff. There's a time where the green, t- I was giving it the to the green balls. team like the whole time. Like whenever I could make a joke about the green team, I would, and they know it because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd make a joke like, oh, like you're lo- you're they're about you're to ask a question. Play, I'm like, there's no point asking a question. You're not going to win. Like it's not going to change anything. <laughs> and then it's just like, it's friendly banter, but it's literally like, this is Saturday night, 26, 30 hours into the challenge. There was one time where we were like pushing each other. Like you know, like a you know, like a friendly banter. So we're pushing each other, and we're like we're laughing and stuff. And then at that moment, it's like I can play futsal with someone for six months, and then if he pushes me and he gets like a bit, you might think he's actually gonna might hit you or something like that. Like you're like, hey, you're gonna be cut about it. This that the green team, I don't know most of them, like before that time. And then we're pushing each other, we're having some banter, we're teasing each other, and you know it's out of love. Yeah. It's like, how can you know someone for 30 hours? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can go to the extremes where you pretend fighting, pushing each other, Some maybe someone gets hurt. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's out of love and nothing's going to happen out of yeah. it. But then you know someone else for six months, a year. And it's like, if you say the wrong comment, you might think, hey, this guy's You're cut. not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like that brotherhood, like how tight you can get with that grip um, was amazing. You know, like obviously when the camp was 50 hours plus, like two and a half days. But we really, really got close with a lot of brothers, which I enjoyed. And one thing you guys all know about me is like, I like to bring all my friends and try to let us achieve our goals together. I've made so many group chats and challenges and this, that, to try to help each other stay accountable. And a lot of times it doesn't work because you're trying to um, lift the brothers up. You know, sometimes it has, it has to be an internal thing. You know, it's like you can take the horse, uh, you can take the horse to water, but you can't make a drink it. 
So I'm, t- I'm taking the horse there, but it's not drinking, you know, that, uh, consistently doing that every couple months. But then for me to go on a camp and then meet people that are like, you know, hey, you know, I have high aspirations, I'm achieving my goals. It's like you see these world-class athletes, you know, these guys that are starting their own business. You're like, hey, these are the people you want to be already with because these people are better than you in a lot of departments and they can lift you up. It's like, hey, you know, but if you're always, you know, like taking initiative, it's it's easy to you know, take a step back and be like, oh, you know, for example, I've read two books this month and, you know, this guy hasn't read any. But if you meet someone who goes, I'm reading a book a week, it's like, damn, I need to lift up. Yeah, like it challenges you. It challenges you the level you're at and... Obviously, it motivates you to keep going, basically. So I, I loved meeting highly disciplined, um, aspirational, um, practicing Muslims. Like, mm. it was really, really good. Because I didn't know where else to meet those people. That's true. You know? It's I not easy. The, um, the networking and the connecting with the people who have the same mindset. Like, everyone at that camp had the same mindset. that They wanted to improve themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been there just, just to be with their friends, right? Like, everyone was there for a reason. And they want to achieve that reason after they leave the, the retreat. Mm. I mean, you could bring your friends along and whatnot, but would you give up that ticket for someone who's not going to be motivated enough to actually improve themselves, right? So bring someone who actually wants it and it could help them in a long run in the future kind of thing. And know, what's like interesting is um, with the games and stuff, yeah, for example, that chicken game, yeah, they could have just made us play soccer or basketball or whatever just to gain points. But if you think about it, like every single game had a meaning behind it. Like, for example, that chicken game, yeah, it's about teamwork, for example. Um, you're tied up with someone else. It's like it's about working together to go and get those tennis balls. You know what I mean? And can then you explain the game? Because there's a lot of things we're speaking about on the day Sounds on this confusing. podcast, and then people are like, I, "I'm out of the loop, so I don't understand your reference." Yeah. So there was a game we were playing um, during this uh, retreat. Everyone was placed into four different teams: uh, red, green, yellow, and blue. Um, so uh, dr- with this specific game, there's four different bases. Uh, each base had like a little basket container and the objective was to go to the center of the it was like a grass basketball court yeah go to the middle grab the tennis ball you can grab one at a time and take it back and put it back in your uh, container but the trick with the game is you're tied up with a partner and you're you use your bandana you tie up your your shins together and you've got to put a chicken like a chicken a a stuffed toy chicken chicken under your feet so if you obviously make sound, um, then you're going to get hit. And there's about five five, five, five guys yeah. that have like these, um, I forgot the name of it. There's pool noodles and the one yeah. guy had like a half <laughs> baden kind of thing. Like, like a weight thing. Yeah. Padded. It's like and a fake uh, uh, dumbbell thing. Yeah. 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 And um, they're blindfolded, but they're trying to hit you. And if you get hit, you're out. So the objective of the game is obviously to work with your partner, to get to the middle, grab the tennis ball and bring it back to your base. And it was so funny if you saw it like... The fact that, like, <laughs> like I said, um, you got to work together, teamwork, and it's all about like timing and structure as well. Like getting to the middle, waiting for someone to go in, you know, to like to act like a decoy, and then you have to go in and grab it's that strategic, ball. Strategic, yeah, yeah. Some people were crawling, some people were doing some some weird stuff, man. Yeah. It was very funny. I was actually just standing there laughing. <laughs> it was a stinker, honestly, at the end, because yeah. everyone was cheating it because the balls got knocked over so yeah. many times. So, and one of us, one of the teammates. Started rolling the ball towards yeah. the uh, thing. You're trying to help your team win. But it's interesting, kind of like, thing. on a leadership retreat, like, the easy cop-out is basketball, soccer, that kind of thing. But even the volleyball, like, they tried to make lessons out of it the entire yeah. time. Like, even volleyball, it's like, oh, that's just a that's just the sport. They really, really tried to make teamwork, communication, leadership, that kind of stuff. And all the other games where there was those kind of different skills. Like, that's that's a big effort, man. You know, it's hard to organise those things. But they made every single thing on the camp have a purpose for it, which is a lot of work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back to the question from earlier, for me, um, it's just a brotherhood, man. Just that night where we all sat down together um, after we prayed Isha, and you know we just spoke about all different types of topics, and just f- just to be in an environment where it's safe, you can speak, you know, brothers, brother to brother, you can mention your issues or get advice from those who are older. I just mm. felt like it was it was amazing for me. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you missed out, Asha. Could have stayed. Alhamdulillah. Learned a few things. Yeah, the life's like that, you know? But was there anything else you guys want to touch on? Uh, with the um, camp, weekend, life moving forward? I think... Before we ended up. Well, it was, it was just over a weekend, right? So it basically proved to me, camp or not, 
how much you can probably do over a weekend in terms of like depending how many um, commitments you really have over the weekend but you can actually get a lot done so if that's your break from studies or break from work you can actually try something new try that new skill or whatever you want to do try hiking or going to a new place a road trip or meeting up with people that you haven't spoken to in a while having these like fresh refreshing conversations you can do a lot in your weekend which can really transform like the, you know the weeks to come basically that's what i think i think uh, for me i think after leaving the camp the last three days from from the uh, retreat i think i'll focus like destroying the bad habits that i've been doing and i'll try to work on some good habits and uh, so that camp really helped me like want to motivate me to actually let's stop what i was doing before and start on some new things that will improve my future and so that it's either like getting ready for for my second uh, second part of uh, year oh yeah yeah so like i think start next week inshallah so i'm trying like i'm revising like what content is coming up so try to stay ahead sure. and um learning new things and um i think it's a good this, this retreat really helped me a lot to actually look new uh look at things in a different perspective mm-hmm. and from not just looking at it but acting upon it as well so yeah i think it was just a means to have uh, a step away from reality yeah. like you said yeah. you know 50 hours no phone or like a lot of times you don't have that even if you go on a trip to sydney you're not reflecting on life it was literally 50 hours of questions it was like eight nine seminars of guests coming in literally making you question different parts of your life to better yourself some areas aren't going to resonate with you but when else do you get to spend that much time with like-minded people that's like okay i'm gonna go smash the next six months and i think we'll be good like some of the people saying from the last camp because a lot of people like to go on um them you know biannually like every six months so they can achieve their goals it'd be good if we all set goals for the next six months even if we don't go on the camp in january um but it's like okay boom you know i want to achieve this by the end of the year and it gives you that little boost of yeah. motivation which we all need from time to time okay. like so maybe that. off camera we'll give each other some goals yeah, see if we can smash it out what about <laughs> you two um well there was a lot of takes from the weekend um, the biggest is probably your surroundings, man. Like every single one of us have every. It's very important for us to be surrounded by the right people. People are like-minded. People have similar goals to you. Um, like they say, your network is your net worth. So it's really important to um, just be around the right people. People can push you uh, to be a better version of yourself. Um, and yeah, just to break bad habits and to really think big, dream big, man. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's my goals now moving forward. Um, I've been procrastinating for so long <laughs> with um my physical appearance and like my time, which are my two biggest um issues right now. But I feel like I've got my diet going again. You know, I want to be healthy, want to be fit. Um, and time, man, time is very important because one thing about me is for some reason I just like saying yes to everyone. Mm. Like for some reason, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but it's like. If you want to hang out on the weekend and you want to hang out on the weekend and you want to hang out on the weekend, I'll, I'll say yes to all of you guys. And you, you know just make I mean? it happen. That, and I'll just make it happen. Does but that come from like a like a people-pleasing mindset? Like you don't want to say no to someone? Is it that or is it just you think you can do it all? It's like I have no fear in saying no, uh, but i got to learn to say no now. Like I do say no on <laughs> on certain things, but... Yeah, food. I think I think I'm, I'm <laughs> the same you, bro. Yeah. But um, I I just personally want to make time for everyone and for everything. Yeah. But obviously, it's it, it can become a bad thing as well because I do disappoint a lot of people. Um, when I have to do a certain job or do something, I kind of delay it for like a week or two. Mm. And you know, we're men, we kind of just leave it to the side and yeah. get to it when we want to get to it. So I feel like for me, moving forward, um, the biggest part about time is. Yes, make time for people, but like you got to be really restricted um, and prioritize who's more important. And you know, there's always a next time as well. Mm. So, yeah, I f- it's just moving forward now, um, and it's not good to overload yourself, you know, because we're always um, we're obviously in that hype, the adrenaline's running and everything. But it's like make small changes day by day, and eventually you'll get to your goals. Sure. So yeah, I got a book for you when you finish. Done, man. Atomic Habits. <laughs> yeah, I, sh- <laughs> I, think, I think I think I got a book for you. I'll try to. Uh, we're going to smash our books and our goals and stuff like Definitely. that so beautiful we'll end it off here um, inshallah I hope you guys enjoyed the episode Lo- honestly lots of takeaways in this episode you know I hope you guys uh, understood how much we learned from it and how these things are important to get out of your comfort zone and chase new experiences 
So enjoy. Um, remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week.